Hey, it's Alan Ferguson. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Pipeline to Profitability, the podcast for home service professionals. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Service Success Academy. It takes a lot of guts to go from $50,000 in debt to owning a $200 million a year home service business. As every entrepreneur, my next guest started out by doing everything himself from sales and marketing to accounting and hiring. But along the way, he learned that you don't need to work 14-hour shifts and sacrifice family and friends to get your business to where it needed to be. Founder of The Home Service Expert, as well the author of a few great books, being The Home Service Millionaire and Elevate. This is just a small part of my next guest's amazing story, and I'm proud of what he's accomplished so far. Today, I'm honored to be joined by Tommy Mello, so let's bring him into the podcast. So welcome to the podcast, Tommy. Now, it's been five years since uh, I was honored to be on your podcast, so welcome. I've been looking forward to this so much, so how about we start with telling everyone what's going on with Tommy Mello? Yeah, Alan, it's a pleasure to be here. I um bursting at the seams. You know, last year they said 2023 was a really down year for most companies. That month over month growth wasn't happening. Um uh, we had an amazing year. And this year actually is poised. I sent out two letter of intents today. I got three more going out by the end of the month. So things are really, really good over here. Uh the the main concentration going into 2024 for me is people. It's focusing on the talent. It's recruiting all-stars and teaching them how to do garage doors. It's a little bit of top grading. Uh, you're only as good as your team. And I sent out to all my market managers. There was 12 of them. I got 18 product specialists. And I sent out a text message yesterday. And it was by Gary Vanderchuk. It was a reel on Instagram. And he said, a lot of us, we hire and we're afraid to fire because we got too much pride in saying we made a mistake on that candidate. And when the pride comes in and we say, we could fix them, we could work with them, we could, you know, by the end of the year, they'll be better. And it's not fair to the rest of the team. It's just not fair. It, it's bullshit because you're screwing everyone else's family by holding a top bottom producer. And then I sent him another reel and this coach said, high performing athletes cannot stand hanging around with mediocrity. They can't stand playing with people that are weak links on the team. And the same thing exists in business. So if you're going to build a team of all-stars, you have no chance of keeping around mediocrity. And the worst employee is a good employee because good employees never get fired. They never move you up. Great employees go straight to the top. Bad employees get fired. Good employees, they just kind of keep their KPIs just above board, never really care about making it to the top, just skate by. So. Talent is everything this year for me, acquisitions, and then my gross close rate, which is service to sales. You know, when you do a turnover, that's we're only at 5%. One out of 20 doors turns in from service to sales. Okay. I want to get that above 10. So one out of 10. I know it's higher in HVAC and plumbing. Uh, I'd like to get it to 20 potentially, especially equipment over eight years old. But that that's what's going on in my life. Fantastic. So um, now, unless... Um... Our audience has been hiding under a rock or been from another planet, maybe Mars. 
a little bit about Tommy Mello because I know you're you're out there. You're um, you know, we've been connected now for about five years. Um, but um, maybe a little bit about you and um, and I'd love to jump into the topic that I've been having lately is um, internal in the internal customers and external customers. And I know your view on this. And um, yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit about more about that, Tommy, and that amazing book of yours, Elevate. Yeah, so I got started in the garage door business in 2005, and I painted garage doors for two years. I'm originally from Michigan, moved to Phoenix when I was 16, and I came up in a family. My mom worked three jobs. My mom and dad got a divorce. I mean, I won't say we were on food stamps, but the church helped us out a lot. Like we didn't have a lot of money. And I know what it's like to be in rock bottom. And I know what it's like to not have money when you start a business, to have a technician mindset. And I pride myself on saying I, I make a lot of mistakes, but I get back up and I fall forward. So I'm not afraid to take calculated risks. And so I started the business in 2007, worked my butt off for seven years in the field, made a few good hires, met Al Levy in 2017. He got me organized, taught me about processes and manuals and delegation. Uh, co-authored a book. He he was a co-author of it. I had 12 co-authors in the Home Service Millionaire. That was about five years ago. And then I recently, six years ago now, and then I recently wrote Elevate, Build a Business Where Everybody Wins. And it, it evolves around starting with why. What are your goals, Alan? When you come in and you want to work here, what are your dreams? What do you want out of life? What do you see yourself? What kind of houses do you want to buy? Where do you want your kids to go to school? Like, Let's look at the the Northern Star and look back at your life. What do you want out of it? And if you're not a dreamer, if you don't want more out of life, then it's really hard for me to want to work for, with you. And I, I always say they're, they're not my employees, they're my coworkers, because basically I'm an employee too. So you know, my job is to be a leader, a visionary, and help them solve their problems and come up with their dreams. And that way, I don't believe in performance improvement plans. I tell people... Here's your dreams. Here's your goals. You want to take your dad on a fishing trip. You want to renew your vows in Hawaii with your wife. You want to buy this house. You want to graze your kids. You want to bring a third kid into this world. Let's really evaluate your dreams. And then let's reverse engineer those into KPIs at work. And so what is your gross close? What is your conversion rate? What does your average ticket need to be? How many opportunities do you need to run a day? When do you need to do more ride-alongs? When do you need to come back to Phoenix to train? And when we have a discussion, I could say something like, Alan, I know you wanted to buy a brand new car for you and your wife. And we talked about doing that in August. I've got a way to get you there by May. If we just increase this, and here's the two guys you need to talk to. And here's the guys that are going to be your accountability partners. And here's our goal for this month, next month, and next quarter. And it's a lot more enjoyable when you're having a conversation, what's in it for them, instead of what's in it for me as the company owner. What's in it? What's it going to do for A1? What's it going to do for my family? Nobody really cares. No one cares about your records. And you don't get in front of a meeting and start saying, we need to do better. You guys are better than this. One-on-ones are designed for working on what the individual needs to work on. When you're in a group setting, you should be praising people, making acknowledgments, telling them how great things are, talking about the winners of the company. We've got an open book policy here. Everyone knows the numbers we do. They know I make a lot of money. They're all familiar with we're at 23% bottom line. We did close to 200 million last year. I had an LOI fall out, but I've got 
that one's coming back in. He texted me yesterday, said he wants to do the deal now. He just had cold feet. So, you know, the goal is get this business to about 120 million of EBITDA. We're we're a little over a third of the way there. And it's it's the people that'll bring us there. And if I could help them accomplish their dreams with equity incentive programs, great uh, performance pay, and just focusing on their dreams, you know, this place is going to be a legacy for a lot of people. It's going to be it's going to be a game changer. My job is to change family trees. Love it, Tommy. Love it. You've thrown a lot at me there. Now, um, I think we first met in 2018. We both have a very good friend in common. That's uh, Al Levy. Al came down under, spent a bit of time down there. And I know you've been spending a little bit of time in Australia, and I'm I'm hoping to catch up with you there. Um, we've got a lot of friends in common. It was really good to see you in Phoenix um, unfortunately I couldn't come to visit you, but, um, yeah, congratulations on all your success. But look, I could have predicted when I first met you via Matt Jones, um, I could have predicted just by talking to you that you were going to get to where you are. I mean, I'm absolutely amazed that you've got to where you are so quickly. Um, it's an absolute credit to you, but and I hear a lot of stuff. We know a lot of the same people. And I and what I hear is that you're great to your people. You treat them as partners. And some of the things you've just shared um, are absolutely amazing, Tommy. So my clients are some are smaller business, some are bigger businesses. So I want to start to give I want I, I want some advice to give them. You know, let's say there are five trucks and and uh, you know, I play in the plumbing and drain space, um, and a, a absolute credit to you with garage doors. I think what you've done is nothing short of amazing. But um, I work primarily with plumbers, and I know you do too. So, what's some of the things we can do for the for the smaller guys to help get to where you are, if that's their goal? Well, uh, first thing is first have a plan, have a business plan. You don't need to get to my level. Um, I'm 40 years old. I have no kids. I'm not married, never been married, um, looking to get married here in the next two years. But the fact is I've sacrificed a lot of time to get where I'm at. And what's it all for? Well, I have a lot of people I want to bless and I've been able to sprint. So first of all, if you have a family and you want to raise your kids and you want to really spend quality time, you don't need to get to a couple hundred million dollars. You need to reverse engineer what your goals are and start with that. If you need 10 million and that's a comfortable spot, build your company to sell. And that's where I'd start. The next thing is most people, they call their business, you know, Ferguson Plumbing, which is not bad, but <laughs> it's not near as good as I think it should be, especially if it's a hard name to pronounce. Maybe they would remember Ferguson. Ferguson's a big brand out here that you know of. Uh, they, they handle fulfillment of plumbing and HVAC. But don't don't make it your last name. Go to a company like Kickcharge with Dan Antonelli. Get branded correctly, that it's memorable. It'll make it easier to recruit great people. It'll make it easier to lower your Google spend because people will remember your name. They'll search for your search terms. Overall, you'll get a higher ticket average. Uh, you just look more professional. You're a bigger impact in that community. And then for me, it comes down to four KPIs. What is my average ticket? What's my conversion rate? What is my booking rate? And what does it cost me to acquire a client? Most small companies with five trucks, three trucks, seven trucks, they don't really understand marketing. They're like, I pay this agency and when we don't get a lot of leads, it sucks. 
or the opposite. We get a lot of leads, but we got guys running eight calls a day. And if the company's pre-2000, they're running way too many leads per day. They should be running three calls per technician per day. And they should be maximizing every opportunity, listening to the person, hearing their story, smiling, hand shaking their hand, and being genuinely interested in what's important for them. And then giving options. Because if you're not giving options, you're giving ultimatums. And being very good at when you're giving the options is this is what I would do if you were my mom. And focus on eye contact. So sales, technical, operational, I learned this from Al. We focus on all three of those. And then dialing in service titan, SEO, getting your LSA ad up, getting the, the, the GMB optimized with a lot of reviews. Most small companies are like, I need more leads or I need great techs. It's always the capacity planning, one or the other. And what I would tell you is the best companies are the guys that need more techs because I can go in there and just mm. quadruple them. The guys that need a lot of leads, lead gen is a long-term play. And you got to be good on digital. Your digital footprint has to be strong first because TV, radio, billboards don't work if you're not at the top of Google. Um, they'll recognize your brand. They'll search for you and they can't find you. They'll search for the next best thing. So uh, there, there's a lot to unpack when you're looking at what's going to make the most impact in a company. But first, the brand, hire A-plus players, implement performance pay, get a great CRM like Service Titan. Uh, and there's House Call Pro, there's Jobber, there's there's a lot of great CRMs out there. Uh, and I'm not just a service Titan guy. I mean, I, it's done well for me, but I just, you need to have, you need to know your numbers. Yeah, well, we both know Billy Stevens and I've been a um, big supporter of Billy and what Sarah, he's doing in yeah. the industry. Um, I'm uh, absolutely blown away by his profit that he generates from their business, from a startup, quite amazing. But, um, yeah, some of the other things that, um, you know, I've learned from you, um, probably the main thing that I've learned from you, you're not afraid to to get out there and, and uh, you know, you're well-branded. And I have to I, – I forget when I first got access to your book, The Home Service Millionaire, but you gave away a lot of really great um, – marketing and uh you know we we were pretty good at marketing back then but you took it all to the next level so marketing is everything and uh you know you need to get your brand out there but um yeah so what are some of the other things i believe that people is the most important place to focus and you know from what um the rumors that i hear is that you're very generous to your people and uh, you look after them. And I think that's a lot to do with your success. But you're a great leader as well. So so where else does the average, not the average, the, the, the contractor who really want, whether it's plumbing, HVAC, you know, um, that really wants to punch forward. And 2024 is probably, for some, not all, not A1 garage doors, is going to be a challenging year. So, um, so what else can we give them to actually elevate? Yeah. So if I had to pick people or systems, I think systems outweigh people for one reason. The systems are what pick the people. The systems are what keep the people. The systems are what, without systems, you just put an ad on Craigslist and expect people to apply. The old joke we used to have with Al Levy is if you could fog a mirror, you could get a job here. Now, one out of 100 people actually that apply, that are qualified, get the job. So if you don't have a system, 
And Glassdoor, indeed, if you look your company up and there's no reviews or there's a couple of bad reviews by old employees, that's what people are seeing out there. You know, the average person under 40 spends two and a half hours on social media and they already have a job. So your job is to get in front of people and create some 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 excitement around working for you. So a lot of people think marketing, I need to go get customers. I look at 50% of my marketing is how do I get the next internal clients, which are either my technicians, my installers, warehouse, CSR, dispatcher. And I got to make it a great place to get some excited to want to work here. So what would make them want to leave their current job? Autonomy, knowing they can move up the corporate ladder, if you will. Uh, knowing they have a say in the outcome, knowing they're valued, knowing they have an opinion on what happens. And it's hard because once you grow, I had a really good thing going when there was 25 technicians. Now there's 400. I don't know everybody's wife. Uh, it's impossible. And, you know, I miss the old days when I got to know everybody and go to dinner with everybody. But we grow. And your job is to hire other leaders that have the relationships like I had when we were smaller. So I think it's the process in which we get people, in which we train them. I train people for two months before they're allowed to go into the field. They never touch any customer's garage before. You know, it's usually two months to 10 weeks before they're out there. And uh, one of the things I'll tell you that I think most people should know is I was at Top Golf about eight years ago with another garage truck company, one of my mentors. And he said, why don't you have new trucks? And I go, look at the price of new trucks. They're like 50 grand. I'm buying trucks for five grand. And he goes, have you ever heard of accelerated depreciation? And you know, you could write that off and pay way less taxes. Plus you don't have any breakdowns. Plus the, the, the client thinks you're a premium company. So you could charge more money and you look better on the roads and the highways. And as I started to talk to my CPA and really understand that, I started buying all new trucks. And the number one thing when somebody's being recruited, they ask us, the number one question is, do you guys have new vehicles and pay for the gas? And you wouldn't think it's a big thing, but I'm trying to deliver as much value as possible here. Driving old, nasty trucks that break down will demotivate a team faster than anything you've ever seen. And it'll make a customer think they could you know, how many discounts can I get? But when you're the premium brand, people just expect to pay more and you attract. People say, I don't get the customers like you get, Tommy. I go, well, look at your trucks. Look at your brand. Look at your uniforms. Look at how you look. Everything's discount city. You got coupons everywhere. You discount who you are as a person. So if you don't value yourself and your discount city, that's on you. Look in the mirror because you don't show up in a way that deserves to get paid the highest dollar. You look like a person that's discounting yourself. I can tell you've been spending time with Scotty Irwin in Sydney because that's how he runs his business, right? <laughs> well, amazing, yeah, Scott, amazing of, operation. <laughs> Scott Scott runs one of the best operations. He's He's got a huge heart. He cares for his people so much. And they just do a fantastic job. The only thing I'd give Scott criticism is, he bought a lot of brands and he kept all the brands. And so he's running 10 different brands in the same market with different marketing. He's got all these different marketing people marketing against himself. Mm. So I think there's got to be a roll up into maybe one or two or three brands. Um, but, you know, it, it's hard to tell somebody it, when I when I rebranded, I was doing 40 million with Dan Antonelli. So it's hard to tell somebody that's successful 
to make a change because they're like, what do you mean? I'm already making a lot of money. He's at really good double digit, starting with a two bottom line. Yep. Uh, Network Plumbing is a great company. Amazing company. And uh, being one of uh, Scott was probably, this is something else I'd like to to touch on. Um, when I um, wanted to grow my business and I'm, I can turn the clock back 20 plus years, I reached out to Scott and he was a little bit bigger than us. You know, he was a couple of million. We were probably, a, you know, I forget where we were, but he opened his doors and he shared exactly what he was doing. And that's the power of, and I know you're part of networking, best practice groups, but I just think that's such a great way to actually get the knowledge from a, a local competitor. We didn't look at ourselves as competitors. We looked at ourselves as, you know, trying to help each other. And I think that's quite powerful as well. So, um, yeah, there's so, uh, there's so many things that we can do to, um, accelerate our business right and and that's just one of the things that i i tell everyone um sometimes the mentors that you're looking for are the businesses that are next door well that's what i did i invited all my competition in here i had 40 garage door companies in here years and years ago and i got on the whiteboard and i drew i at first i put a hot water heater i said you pay five four to five hundred dollars for a hot water heater they're charging seven grand so they're doing 12x then I did a roof. Then I did an HVAC unit. And then I did a drain cleaning. And then I, I said, so let's say in the back then, let's say a good opener and a good door cost 1500 bucks. Who here is charging 7X on that? You know, 10500 One of the guys, really, they all look peculiar. They, they were like, what, what do you mean? Like $10,500? Like, because they're selling... Uh, they're not selling quality. They didn't. They didn't get better parts. They didn't put deco hardware on there. They didn't put reassurance, a second remote, a keypad, put a bigger bottom rubber. Make sure they included trim, the all the struts, the operator brackets, better rollers. So they said, "What do you mean ten thousand five hundred? And I said, "Well, okay, fine. Who here is charging eight thousand? And I wasn't even at these prices, by the way. But I said, "Who here is charging eight thousand? And and one guy goes, "How could you sleep at night charging those prices?" And I go, well, that's fair. I go, how many people here could afford to have billboards and new vehicles, have insurance, 401k, PTO, could make sure each and every technician and installer can make six figures? Who here understands that the people that you want to work for, you want to make a living and be able to take their kids and take their wife on a vacation first class? So who here is paying six figures, trains their guys for two months, drives new vehicles with gas, could do billboards, TV, radio? No hands went up. And I said, so you mean to tell me you charge your clients less in order to screw over, and I said, fuck over, your employees. So you fuck over your employees so you could give your, your customers a good deal. I said, how do you sleep at night? I love it. And that's, how, that, that, that's the way I feel is, is you got to be able to charge a price that really Let's your employees win at life because I don't want to be a slave driver over here that's like pushing people at 40, 50 grand a year. Because at the end of the day, if you don't have incentive pay, and that, it's not easy to figure out for everybody, I mean, it's easy for technicians and installers, it's pretty easy with CSRs, dispatchers were hard, but it takes a lot of time, right? So, so I've got a great CFO, I've got a great president, my COO, I've got a great team that really works on these structures. 
and motivates the right things. It's not always easy. I mean, if I could have the cleaning lady on performance pay, it's something I've thought a lot about, but I just don't have time to do everybody's. It was me architecting all of this, me and Adam, a decade ago. We did a really great job considering where we were with the experience we had. But what is in it for me to do good? Why would I want to make Alan a lot of money? Why? What? Because you say you want to set a record? What do I get out of it? And as great as the people are, they say, what's in it for me? I mean, they've got families. They've got a wife. They've got a husband. they got to go home and explain how they get paid. And I think a lot of people don't really understand that concept. They say, I've got these dreams. i got these goals. I just got to find great employees. Well, what's in it for them? Why would they come to you? Would you work for you? Like, write down all the reasons why you'd work for you. And then write down all the reasons you wouldn't. You're not a great communicator. Your office is always a mess. You don't show up to meetings on time. You care more about going to dinner with your friends and your social life than you do about meeting up with the people that matter the most, which are your coworkers. So you got when you're writing these things down, you got to think long and hard about who would you want to work for? What do you got to change? You got to look in the mirror and change you before the company's going to change because everything falls from the founder and the leader. Everything rises and falls on leadership, right? Fantastic, Tommy. I really um, I'm grateful for you um, being um, on the podcast, being part of my life over these years. Um, and I thought, uh, you know, you were uh, kind enough to get me on your podcast. I wanted to repay that and get you on mine and get you get your name out there even more. So, I um, in conversation, I said I'd like. Uh, everyone that I have on the podcast, I'd like them to give either a book recommendation um, or a podcast, something that's going to change their life. Now, I know you've got a couple of good books yourself, but what are you reading at the moment? So I got two books for you that I want to share, and it, will you give me a minute to kind of explain yeah. them? Of course. So Adam Coffey wrote a book called The Private Equity Playbook. Then he wrote The Exit Strategy. And his third book was Empire Builder, Road to a Billion. And what it explains is how equity, private equity works. It explains the different levels. It's a pyramid of different levels of your company and what it looks like throughout the growth, how to take chips off the table, how all this stuff works, what an LP is. It's a limited partner, how they raise debt. And understanding the big picture if you don't need to get to a billion, you could sell your company five times and take chips off the table on each turn, sometimes seven times, depending on your growth. I mean, Parker and Sons is, is local, great guy. I know those guys really well. He's on his fifth turn. So understanding that Adam Coffey's a genius. Um, he was just on my podcast and I was blown away just his level of knowledge when it comes to these things, because everybody says I'm going to do it alone. But you know, he told me a, a story about a movie theater that was going to sell for $150 million. And then COVID happened. The movie theater shut down and went bankrupt. You never know. Mm -hmm. We could get into World War III the way things are going. Like shit's really like taking chips off the table. If you don't have a three-year plan of taking some chips off the table. So he came up with this rule, the rule of 130. You add up your age. I just turned 40. Well, I'm going to be 41 this year, but... You add up your age and then the percentage of wealth you have in your company. So if, let's say in assets, you have $2 million and your business is worth 10 million, 80% of your wealth lies in the business. So I would take 40 plus 80, I'm at 120, I'm still okay. But when you get to that 130, you should be taking chips off the table. 
Number two, he says, if you get more than 4 million of EBITDA, it's a big enough number to change your life, your family's life forever. Take chips off the table, roll 30 to 35% and take the second and the third bite. So that's a great book. And then the second book that changed my life is called Buy Back Your Time by Dan Martell. And what he explains is figure out your hourly compensation. And basically you take your, your profitability and what you pay yourself, divide that into 40 hours or 50 hours times 52, depending on how much you work. And you come up with an hourly. You should never be doing anything that you don't enjoy if you could pay somebody less than you make. So whether that's walking the dogs, mowing the lawn, and I've been applying these principles to my personal life. I've done it a long time in business, but I've been so organized on the way I did manuals and SOPs and checklists. I didn't build that for my personal life. So this year, everything, house manager, chef, driver, it sounds like, oh my gosh, this guy's spoiled, but my time is so important. I could be talking to an employee. I could be changing lives. I could be on a stage helping companies and helping people succeed. So buy back your time just says, your time is your best asset you'll ever have. You, you can't buy back the history. You, you can't buy back 10 years, but you can start buying time today. And when you read that book and you let it sink in and you understand what it means, your life has so much more freedom. It's got more value. It's got more quality time with the people you love. So I think if people read those two books, and I will say Elevate's a pretty cool book. Al Levy was in it. Uh, Jody Underhill was in it. I had my one of my VPs, Brian Davenport, in it. And it explains the core principles on how to build a place that people enjoy working and dreams come true. And then the podcast is Home Service Expert. I mean, we got 220,000 downloads last month. So it's it's getting stronger and it's changing lives. And that's what that's what I'm trying to do here. So I really, I, I look forward to being out in Australia. I think you're an amazing guy. You built an incredible business, great networker, and you care a lot for the trades. And that's what I appreciate about you the most. I sure do. I think we both can, uh, we both fit that mold. And um, yeah, I think it's, uh, um I think it's uh, you know the it's a great industry that we're in, Tommy, and uh, uh, I love it. And yeah, well, I'll just add one more thing, Alan. Everybody, I was I was at a studio. I was at three studios in Denver yesterday. I'm back in Phoenix, and the studio they just put seven million dollars into it, and all the cameras were moving around robotically. Literally, they they were on wheels moving around. They were panning in and out, and they said, this is the way we attract talent. This is how we get great anchors is because literally AI and robotics is taking over It's taking over videography. It's taking over code development. It's taking over the way that we develop websites. It's taking over Tesla's building cars without human beings. Ultimately, what I love about our industry is there's not going to be a robot fixing a drain anytime soon. There's not going to be a robot that's fixing a garage door. The blue collar industry is back and is stronger than ever. And I want to tell everybody listening, the kids out there, the adults, the average plumber is like 50 years old. This is a great industry. You've got a lot of years left to make a lot of money. We're important. We deserve more. Our families deserve more. If you want to get into an industry that you can work with your hands, you like people, you want more out of life, this is it. it. It could be garage doors. It could be gutters. It could be roofing. It could be front doors, windows, HVAC, plumbing, electrical, swimming pools, landscaping. The robotics and AI aren't coming for us anytime soon. 
So we've got job security. And that's what the most exciting thing about this opportunity in the blue collar space. Love it. And I've been saying that for years. We, uh, you know, AI been around for a while. I think it's turned up a notch or two lately. And I, I forget who it was that said this to me, that um, AI won't replace your people, but uh, the people that are using AI probably will. So, uh, but look, Tommy, uh, thanks again, my man. And I'm going to get you just to share your contact details. How does everyone uh, get a hold of Tommy Mello? Yeah, so official Tommy Mello, Instagram. I'm a lot on LinkedIn, Tommy Mello, Facebook, official Tommy Mello. The podcast is Home Service Expert. You could ask any questions, I'll answer them. And uh, if you want to get a hold of me or you guys ever find yourself near Phoenix, we do a lot of shop tours. We'll I'll show you our training center. I'll explain to you how we pay for performance. I'll explain to you the software we use, how we report. Like I'm an open book. What I find is if I share everything, people are willing to share with me and we learn faster together. Just because I'm winning doesn't mean you're losing. So I really would love to meet anybody and everybody that wants to come to a shop tour. Um, just message me through social media. My email is a1leadmanager at gmail.com. That one gets through because the other ones get blocked, a lot of spam stuff. So A1 lead manager at Gmail. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in Australia, my friend. I'll look forward to that, Tommy. And I'm going to come and visit you in uh, Phoenix. And uh, again, congratulations on all your success. And uh, thank you for uh, today's podcast, my man. Thanks, Alan. Sorry I didn't let you get a word in there. Take no, I've got enough in. Thanks again, Tommy. And thanks right. for everyone that's joined into the podcast. Cheers. Cheers.